How in the Hell Did I Get Here is sponsored by the Creative Ways Podcast. Host and long-term designer Emma Isaac's podcast features inspiring conversations with successful photographers, musicians, fashion designers, and more, who generously share tactical advice to motivate and educate creatives to stay on the path. Find it where you listen to your podcasts and be sure to visit her website for a fun freebie. You can find it at emmaisaacs.co.uk and that link is in the show notes. Hey gang, it's Kim and I'm here with a little bit of sad news. After much discussion and consternation, myself and my sisters have decided to put How in the Hell Did I Get Here on hiatus. We might be back, and we might not. This wasn't an easy decision, but life changes and it just seems like the right thing to do for right now. I want to say a huge thank you to you, our listener, and a huge thank you to my sisters for indulging my dream of creating this podcast. It wouldn't have been possible without either you or the sisters. So thank you so much. Seriously, the support you've given us and the fact that we have people listening from around the world every week still blows my mind and fills me with awe and gratitude. And if you really miss me, you can find me at my other podcast, the Fall in Love with Yourself Toolkit, where I'm dishing out advice for your month and the weeks in the month, and other fun information. You might even hear a sister or two over there from time to time. For the time being, you can still catch us on Fridays on How in the Hell Did I Get Here shorts, which are stories pulled from the archives of How in the Hell Did I Get Here. The plan is to keep that going for as long as it makes sense. So for you diehard fans, you can still get your fix on Friday mornings. This week, we have three stories for you. One from Jenny, one from me, and one from a listener. And I don't think they really have anything in common, except, of course, all of us wondering, how in the hell did I get here? And, of course, there will be swearing. This is Kim A. Floden, and you're listening to How in the Hell Did I Get Here? Like I mentioned, we have a listener story to share with you this week. This tale of terror was sent in from Jolene after she heard about Sister Erin and Cousin Heather's harrowing escapade of being trapped in an avalanche of bubbles. And we want to thank Jolene for sharing it with us and letting us share it here with you. Here's her story as read by me. When I was a freshman in college, one of the activities they had available was a foam party. Basically, they take an inflatable bounce house with an open top and use a bubble machine to pump it full of bubbles. And it turns into a gross-ass dance party. Music, lights, alcohol, the whole shebang. I'm only five foot two, so I knew that I needed to stay near the front of the bounce house and away from the bubble machine, which was in the back of the bounce house. Needless to say, I ended up getting pushed further to the back toward the bubbler, and before I knew it, I was covered in bubbles. I couldn't see, I couldn't breathe, and I tried my best not to panic. As Aaron and Heather were telling their story of being trapped in the shower with the bubbles, I was shouting, Oh my God! Yes! I know that feeling! It's scary as shit! I did the same thing, grabbing at whatever I could. Thank God I smacked a strapping young man in the chest, and he was able to pull me towards the front and out of the bounce house. Note to self, never do anything like that again. Oh, 
and it took a long time to enjoy the scent of coconut once again after this experience. Jenny's roommate, accident-prone Angie, has one harrowing adventure after another, and Jenny just can't believe how much craziness one person can get into. Here's Jenny with the story. <laughs> Total stranger when we moved in to, together. It was just four of us renting a house together by campus in Fargo, and um, we got to be good friends right away. Her name was Angie, and she was one of those kind of like kind of airy, you know, airheaded kind of, but like smart in school. Um, every night I would come home and she would be in her room. Like, I'm like, oh God, you know, we shared a room the first half of the year, the first year we lived there. And um, I'm like, oh, are you doing homework? She's like, well, I'm just recopying my notes from classes today. I'm like, what the fuck? And she goes, yeah, every night I come home and I, I look at my notes and I rewrite them because, and I thought at the time I OCD. thought- yeah, I thought OCD. But in fact, she's probably the smartest like student because that helps you reabsorb everything. Anyway, that's just one thing. That's not even an interesting thing. But to me, it was like weirdo. Well, no, it lays the groundwork. <laughs> yeah. And so um, as we get to know each other better, I, I just start noticing like she's just kind of like clumsy, accident prone person. And I was making fun of her one day for something. And she goes, yeah, I don't know what it is, but just like everywhere I go, I get hurt. It's like, I've been run over by a car twice. And I'm like, Angie, <laughs> what? And she goes, yeah, both times it was by my boyfriend, two different boyfriends. Like one time, one boyfriend, one time, another boyfriend. I'm like, Angie, uh, was that really an accident? <laughs> they were trying to kill her. <laughs> exactly. That's what I was challenging her about. And she goes, no, no. In both times, it was the exact same scenario that he was pulling up to pick her up. She was standing on the curb of her house and winter, she slipped out, right, you know, slipped out down the curb in front of the car as he was pulling up both times. I'm like, oh my God. Oh my God. <laughs> like, I'm so glad we're oh friends God. because you make me feel just better, smarter, luckier. <laughs> I don't know. Maybe if I say her full name, everything. She probably had MF or something. No, she didn't at oh, that no, point no. anyway. No, no, no. She was, I mean, we were like 20 years old. So yeah, fast forward, um, maybe a month or whatever. And we can hear all the wind. <laughs> oh yeah. Sorry. Too bad. I'm not going in the house. It's too it's like, nice. House. I made popcorn in the kitchen and we didn't have a popcorn maker. So I just made it in a, a big pot. So oil, popcorn, keep it moving on the, the stove. The old fashioned way. The old-fashioned way. And so I had made popcorn. I was watching a movie, and I'm like, here, you want some popcorn? She goes, yeah, or can I just make my own? I'm like, sure. And she goes, how did you do it? And I told her. And so she goes in the kitchen. She's making popcorn, and I hear it start popping, and then I hear her start screaming. And I'm like, oh, my God, she's getting burned by the oil or something. And I come running into the kitchen, and popcorn is shooting everywhere. She didn't oh, realize no. you needed to put a, put a lid on it. <laughs> So this is the kind of person I'm talking about. I love her. I love her. I know. <laughs> we laughed and we laughed and then I made her clean the kitchen. Hey, this is Kim, also known as the Coloring Book Coach. I just wanted to pop in here and say I hope you're doing well. And also, there are some great free coloring pages for you at thecoloringbookcoach.com. And I'm here for you if you need someone to talk to. Right now, I'm offering 20-minute intuitive sessions for just $40. I have the ability to tune into you and your life and provide quick assessment and advice for whatever might be going on. 
Here's a testimony from a recent client who says, Kim's reading was extremely informative and on target. She knew very specific information about my situation and has provided me with clear direction about next steps to take. She was extremely professional, empathetic, and kind. I highly recommend Kim. She truly has a gift with energy. So if you're interested in giving this a try, reach out to me at thecoloringbookcoach at gmail.com and let's talk. That's thecoloringbookcoach at gmail.com. We laughed and we laughed and then I made her clean the kitchen. But um, God, <laughs> yeah. another, there was another food thing. What was it? Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. She, um, she went to make pizza. You can probably guess where this is going, a frozen pizza. All of a sudden, the house is full of smoke. She didn't take the cardboard out from under the pizza when she put it in the oven. She just put it in on the cardboard. So the cardboard lit on fire, and then the pizza lit on fire, and then there was smoke everywhere. How can you not know that? So we we had um, the people in the, the basement was a separate apartment. So all the fire alarms are going off. They had to go out. We had to go out. Fire department came and it never even left the kitchen. But we were all like, we didn't have fire extinguishers or anything. So <laughs> we just opened the oven and we're like, ah! And so, yeah, that, one, that was, that was uh, Angie's other food experience that I even know of. But the best Angie story was... She she lived in Minot, North North Dakota. So she would go home every now and then on a weekend. And she came back one weekend and was telling me about this guy that she liked. Um, and she thought they were probably going to start dating. And so another week or two goes by. And she was so excited because they were actually had plans to go out to eat in Minot. So she, she went home. She comes back on like Sunday night. And I'm like, so how'd the day go? She's like, well, I had to go to the emergency room again. And I'm like, what? She goes, yeah. Um, so this is their first date. They went to a steakhouse and she started choking on a piece of steak. And somebody had to do the Heimlich maneuver on her. No. While somebody, oh, my yes. God. And so, <laughs> somebody else called an ambulance. In the meantime, the Heimlich maneuver worked, but they still took her in the ambulance to just make sure because she had lost consciousness. And maybe yeah, more oh than God, once I'm in her like, life. Angie. <laughs> explain something. No kidding. And and still that same year, another weekend, she came home. (laughs) My God, I can't even believe this. Another weekend, she comes home Sunday night and I'm like, hey, you know, how was your weekend? She's like, well, I had had to go to the ER again. I'm like, Angie, what the hell? And she goes, well, I, I got up in the middle of the night and I walked out of his bedroom to go to the bathroom and I thought I was at our house that we were renting in Fargo where in our house you walk out of the bedroom and directly across the hall is the bathroom so she walks out of her bedroom and and walks straight into a wall and stubs her toe so hard that she blacked out from the pain of stubbing her her toe and fell down and got a concussion (laughs) I think we must meet the girl I I know Angie if you're out there I'm driving from the West Coast to Iowa, and I push it just a little too far one day and end up at a hotel where I just want to have a good night's rest before I have to get up and drive again the next day. But does that happen? No, of course not. Let me tell you all about it. Well, this reminds me of another story. The time I was driving from um, the West Coast back to Des Moines, it was the middle of summer, and I don't know how many times I did that, but... I'd like this. I was trying to go about 600 miles a day. 
And like the second day I felt like it, it was just a beautiful day. And it was like, right, right before your birthday, Aaron. And I'm like, well, I can go far. I can go farther because it's going to be light later and I'm cruising really good and it's fine. So I ended up driving like 900 miles that day with the wiener dogs. And I get to this hotel and it was like 8.30 at night and it was in the middle of like nowhere just off the interstate. And I was like fucking crabby as hell because I no. had like, I was road <laughs> tired, like road weary. Mm-hmm. And I was just like, like the, I wanted to kill the kid that was like checking me in. Cause I was just like, Argh! he was just like telling me all this shit. And I'm like, I don't care. I'm like, I just want to get to my room. And I remember I went over, there was like a come and go or a quick trip or something. That was the only thing that was there. It was the hotel and a gas station. So I walked to the gas station, got a six pack of something, came back to my room and had like two or three beers. So in the middle of the night, I wake up and in my, I hear coming from the bathroom, which was like, you walked in, it was the bathroom. And then, you know, the bedroom, the hotel room. I wake up, I literally hear this in the bathroom. And I'm like, (laughs) (laughs) seriously, I'm like, what the fuck? You called Scooby Doo in the game, right? I was gonna say, I vanquished the. Well, I'm like, like in the morning. I've got like a 600 mile drive the next day with the E, and I'm like, already, I'm just like, what? And it's just going on, like, and I'm like. So I just sit up and I'm like, seriously, <laughs> and, and I just went, stop it right now. I have to drive tomorrow. <laughs> and it was like, whoop, and it did. It stopped completely. And I was like, motherfucker. And I actually got up and went into the bathroom then. Cause I'm like, I am not putting up with this bullshit. I just don't have time. And so, yeah. So that was the end of that. <laughs> that might've been road hallucinations. You know, when you drive that Be long. Be that what it may. Yeah. I, mean, I had stopped. already slept for like six hours or, you know, I'd been okay. asleep. I woke up to, ooh, I'm like, Casper, is that That's you? That's not a thing. <laughs> That's like from a cartoon. Like I you know. Said. That's what, what I saying? thought. I'm like, seriously, this is what you're going to do? Where are you? I'm like, a blood curdling shriek or something. Now that would scare the fuck out of you. But like, ooh, it's like, really? Yeah, you're like, that's, that's all you got? <laughs> if it weren't for those pesky kids, and I'm like, I don't you might have got away with it. Too tired. I'm like, it was Mr. Clancy in the van or whatever. <laughs> Well, this feels very odd, and I can't believe it's really happening, but I'm signing off today for the last time, at least for a little while. And if I'm being real, possibly forever. Again, thank you for listening and laughing along with us and at us. We had a blast doing this, and the benefits have been huge. For one thing, I can definitely say we're closer as sisters. And I feel like doing this podcast gave us all the chance to get to know each other better and learn some things about each other that we didn't know before. I also want to give a shout out to all of our remarkable and hilarious guests. I feel blessed to know so many people who know how to tell a good story. That includes you, Tammy, the two Janines, Linz, Heather, Fred, Kevin and Van, and anyone that I'm forgetting. Thank you guys for sharing your time and stories with us here. And thanks to all of you who have supported us as patrons. We really appreciate the love and support. Until we meet again, pay attention, my friends. You just never know when you might find yourself saying, 
I wake up, I literally hear this in the bathroom. <laughs> How in the hell did I get here? Remember to visit thecoloringbookcoach.com for your free coloring book plus a four-pack of pages designed to help you feel calm and empowered right now. And I really hope you're listening to my other podcast, The Fall in Love with Yourself Toolkit. And don't forget, I'm offering 15% off your first session with me when you use the code HOW15 in the bookie notes at thecoloringbookcoach.com. Thank you to Silent Partner for our theme song, 7th Floor Tango, and ad music, Blue Skies. We found them on YouTube's Creator Library, and their links are on our show notes page. How in the Hell Did I Get Here is a production of The Coloring Book Coach and is written, produced, and hosted by Kim A. Floden with editing direction from Carrie Floden.